because that's what productivity is about. It's not about doing more things, it's about doing less things and doing the right things. And as you can see, these 10 productivity hacks are not just organizational hacks. They're, they go much deeper into you know, your health as well because productivity is a combination of time, energy, and focus. And without having the right energy, without being healthy, without eating the right foods, without moving your body, you won't have the energy. And if you don't have the energy, no matter how much time you have, you won't be effective and vice versa. Welcome back to the Health and High Performance Podcast, where we dive deep into the mindset and strategies to help you become your most happiest, healthiest, and productive self. I'm your host, Jessica Duchesne, health coach, engineer, and self-proclaimed productivity guru. This podcast is for the aspiring high performers who want to up-level their life, not just in their careers or business, but also their own health and well-being. Here we learn how to optimize your day through quality nutrition and exercise, better time management, and daily habits and routines tried and tested by the world's most successful high performers because I believe anything is possible if you believe it enough to take relentless action every single day. Get ready for today's dose of all things health and high performance. Hello and welcome back to the health and high performance podcast. In today's episode, I want to share with you my top 10 productivity hacks that essentially made 2021 of my most successful and productive years yet. Yes, I feel like I learned so much about myself last year and a large part of that was due to one, being forced to work from home and having more freedom within my usual nine to five period of the day. And number two, just having more time in general after hours and thinking what the hell do I fill my time with now? Obviously, we couldn't go outside to go out for dinners or catch up with people, couldn't have people over. So we were quite limited with what we could do for entertainment. Um, so having this time and the freedom and the flexibility um, really allowed me to think about how I could be more productive uh, with my time. So as I mentioned, having all this time and freedom, I developed like another level of self-awareness and I learned how to essentially win the day. And I would say I got like obsessed with figuring out how I could improve my productivity and get the most out of every single day. And I learned how to capitalize on my energy levels and I became more in tune with how my energy fluctuated over the day because as we know that's quite different for um, different people and what types of tasks such as deep work deep thinking tasks or like creative work at what time of the day was I most efficient at doing those particular tasks and I 100% can hand on heart say that I went down the rabbit hole on YouTube of the different productivity gurus and like watching their videos and um, one guy particularly Ali Abdal who is a um, like a productivity youtuber slash full-time doctor um, he does a lot of videos on productivity and it just opened my eyes and my mind to like this whole world of productivity and I had only like just like touched like the surface and there was just so much more I could get um, uh, I could 
develop further develop my knowledge in this area so I got super super into it um that was my 2020 experience and so with that let's get into the top 10 productivity hacks that I discovered last year so the first one as I sort of touched on already was this idea of deep thinking and knowing when to do deep thinking tasks now deep thinking tasks can be things that Basically, it requires your undivided attention. You can't be multitasking a deep thinking task. So something like reviewing quite in-depth drawings um, in my uh, field of work in in engineering, that's something that we would do quite regularly. Um, Or perhaps like reading an in-depth contract, um, assessing guidelines, things like that. Just something that requires your undivided attention is is a deep thinking task. And I found that scheduling and time to do deep thinking tasks particularly first thing in the morning and after my morning routine which always included a workout and definitely coffee this was the best time for me to get the most out of my deep thinking tasks and for me to be as efficient as possible and when I mean as efficient I mean being able to do the deep thinking task as quickly as possible but with the most quality um, output And I also, I would do this before I even opened up my emails. And that's another thing um, that I can probably expand on another time, but um, not looking for another reason or another task to come up and distract you. And a big part of that is checking your emails, especially first thing in the morning. You're basically opening up yourself to other people's demands. A lot of the time, emails can actually wait and they're not as urgent as what they... um, as I first seen. So I don't even open up my emails first thing in the morning. The first thing I, I do is I check what I've scheduled in the day prior as my deep thinking task for the morning and I will just um, work on that first and I find that that's most efficient. Number two was having scheduling a break after meetings. And when I say that, I... And referring to whilst being in uh, lockdown and only being able to show up to meetings virtually, um, I always found that straight after a meeting, uh, trying to do deep work or deep thinking tasks straight after a meeting was completely inefficient for me. I really needed to, after a meeting, um, especially if it was quite an intense one and it went for like you know, an hour, I need to either have a break at that time or do something um, that doesn't require uh, deep thinking um, that and save it for a time that I'm that will be more efficient for me, um, such as in the morning the next day. So having a break after meetings was really, really helpful with my productivity. Number three was ensuring I get a lunch break. Now, this may seem like quite silly to mention, but I always found that if I pushed the boundaries and worked through my lunch break or even like, um, and I will touch on this a bit later, but like eating at my work at my desk, I was always, I always ended up being less productive by the end of the day if I, if I skipped my lunch break. So during my lunch break, I would always schedule in at least 20 minutes and the most effective way to use my lunch break was to get outdoors and go for a walk. Uh, that really helped me just clear my mind Um, it helped me just get into a better mental space. Um, and then when I came back 
from a lunch break, I always felt a lot more refreshed. I had a better perspective on things and I was just way more productive for the rest of the day. And I felt like I had more stamina. Uh, I would, I wouldn't hit like, you know, two or three and kind of hit that, that wall. I was able to work up until like five or six if I really needed to. So that was really essential for me is getting in a break. Number four was ensuring that my lunch was low carb. Now this will be this will be different for, for each person depending on how carbs affect them, their mind, their digestion and things like that. But I, I always found that if I had a heavy carb meal for lunch, I would definitely feel sluggish and I wasn't as alert and um, reactive as, as I was if I had a lower carb meal. Um, so it was fine if I had like a bigger meal, so like a huge salad with like lots of protein and um, a source of carbs. But if I, I mean, a source of fats. But if I had a lunch that was high carb, I would always feel quite sluggish and hit a wall quite early on in the day. The next one, number five, was like I mentioned before, it was not eating at my desk. I always found that this was not conducive to a productive day and having that time away from my computer to enjoy a meal and to mindfully uh, eat a meal um, also did wonders for my digestion because we all know that it's never good to be multitasking or to try eat on the go it's never good for your product your digestion so making sure that your desk your office chair and your office desk is purely for work and is not for eating as well now, number six was sticking to my work hours, and this is definitely relevant to working from home. Um, at the start, during the, the transition, um, I can definitely say that I overworked and I didn't respect my usual work hours. I would sort of push it, but I always found now that sticking to very specific work hours, knowing when to log on, knowing when to log off was just better for my mental state and actually better for my productivity, knowing that between these two hours of the day uh, was when I needed to ensure that I got my stuff done. Otherwise, I needed to log off. Now, number seven was how to deal with times of the day when I was struggling to focus or sometimes it would just be like, I'd wake up and it would just be a really hard day for me to focus. And I'm sure we can all relate that, you know, working from home, um, living, working uh, in the same space can at times just be a little bit too much. And um, you just have those those off days where you're just unmotivated. And I can 100% say that that was me on certain days. But I found that during the day, if I felt like I was struggling to focus, moving locations um, within the house really helped. So I would move my laptop and I would uh, move to like the kitchen bench or something, um, you know, closer to some natural light. Just a different environment really helped me like refocus um, or maybe like sitting on the couch um, with my laptop and doing like some reading tasks, but just changing up the location. I know when I was working from the office, I would also do this. I would take my laptop into like the lunchroom, um, which had like a nice view of the harbour and things like that. So just changing up your location was just really helpful for refocusing. Number eight was staying hydrated. This was key. And I think 
ensuring that you get enough water intake is definitely underrated and people don't realize how uh, much water and staying hydrated does for not only your body but your mind. Whenever you experience some sort of brain fog, that can be a result of being dehydrated. If you're like forgetting random things, you're struggling to focus, you could be dehydrated, simple as that. So I always made sure that I had my liter bottle of water with me. Um, during lockdown, I would have a lot of tea. Tea became like my best friend. I tried different teas all the time and just changed it up, peppermint, um, chamomile, um, jasmine. I just kept changing it up. And to be honest, I wasn't a big tea fan. I have never really been a big tea fan, but this just really helped me get in that extra water when I really needed it, especially on like the colder days. It was nice to have like a warm drink with a bit of flavor. And so that really helped with my productivity overall. Now, number five was Music, having the right type of music on that would help me stay focused and help me uh, be as productive as possible. Now, you need to be quite particular about your music or maybe you're not like me, whereas where if there's lyrics, if there's someone singing, I cannot focus. Um, it needs to be completely instrumental. And I found the most effective type of music for me was lo-fi music or binaural music. I will leave a link to a couple of the YouTube links that I found um, that have, you know, they're, they're like two to three hours long. And I would just have that playing in the background. Sometimes I felt like I needed some music to get me going, especially like first thing in the morning, it's nice to kind of set the tone for the day. But then other times it just frustrated me. So I think knowing when I could use that to help me focus and knowing when it wasn't a good idea, um, but just it, it was an option there which meant that, you know, if I was struggling to focus, um, I had an option, I could use this and hopefully that would regain my focus. So using the right type of music. And then finally, number 10, I found a platform that was really helpful for project management and organization. So in my full-time role, I work across a number of projects and having a platform where I could store information in a very visually appealing and easy to use way was super helpful for me. And I found a platform called Trello and Trello did exactly that. It's a really visually friendly, easy to use project management tool. And that just really helped me uh, organize information and uh, conjure up the information I need in a really timely manner as well. Um, so having that there saved me time trying to find things and it just helped me organize things in a much more effective way so that I could be more productive um, overall over the day. So those are my 10 productivity hacks that I found most effective during that period of working from home. And you may be still working from home like myself, or you might be splitting your time between working from home and the office. But I just found that these 10 things were so helpful for me um, and that I kind of experimented with during the time of working from home. And hopefully you can apply them to your work day, whether that be working from home or whether that be working in the office they will improve your work time and hopefully you can regain some time at the end of your day to 
spend it on other things like, um, you know, social events, passion projects, self-care, because that's what productivity is about. It's not about doing more things. It's about doing less things and doing the right things. And as you can see, these 10 productivity hacks are not just organizational hacks. They're, they go much deeper into, you know, your health as well, because productivity is a combination of time, energy, and focus. And without having the right energy, without being healthy, without eating the right foods, without moving your body, you won't have the energy. And if you don't have the energy, no matter how much time you have, you won't be effective. And vice versa, if you have heaps of energy, you're bouncing off the walls, you have heaps of focus, if you don't have the time, then your energy is irrelevant. So you really need to focus on all three things, your time, energy, and focus. And focus is more so understanding the little hacks and the little strategies and the things that you do in your day that help you regain your focus or help you sustain your focus over the day. So without these three things being in check, your time, energy, and focus, you are limiting your potential to be as productive as you can. So I hope that these 10 productivity hacks resonate with you um, and I hope that perhaps you were already adopting some of these or perhaps you have learned something new. Either way, we all want to be more productive in our work week and these are some ways that you can work smarter and not harder. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe or share this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram and tag me at jessduchesne.coaching. I've been enjoying putting these podcasts together and sharing my knowledge around health, high performance and productivity. So I hope you are getting the value out of it. Anyway, have an amazing day and I will see you in the next one. Bye.